All right, today we are reading um, the uncomplete audiobook of Tim Bradford Kindergarten Cop by Fuzzy Wuzzy Wuzzia writer on AO3, Archive of Our Own. Hey, Manny, near chapter one. Stop making paint with your cake frosting. No. Ah. My cake is cold. The roll call room was a buzz when Tim walked in. He'd come in on his day off in response to Angela's call. She said she needed his help on a major case. I need backup from the best, she said on the phone. That's you, Bradford. He sat in his usual seat, sipping at his coffee while others filed in. Angela and Detective... Nope. Detective what? Codeine. Codeine. Finished a conference with Gray up front, then Gray said everybody to order. Alright, everyone, settle down, said the sergeant, quieting the room. We present you with an unusual opportunity to hit the. Salgona organization hard. Lopez? Salgona. Salgona, thank you. Our target is Aldo Salgona. Said Angela, pointing to the picture on the board. Angela knows that the head of the family who finishes here every time we get close and then reappear to wreak more havoc. We just got a major break. Apparently, he's been living a double life, running an import-export business out of a small town up the coast. He uses... Is he charging? Oh, you didn't. Yep. <laughs> he uses it as a place to import drugs as well as lay low when things get too hot for him. We're going to catch him in the act. She glanced over at... Cardine? Yeah. Cardine and nodded. Stage one is we'll place a team in town undercover to get more intel about his local operations, he says. Once we've established his patterns and confirmed what his next shipment is in, we'll get stage two. A sweep to seize the drugs and grab... Slug. Let me see. Slugona? The last name. Yeah. Slugona? Salgona, Salgana, whatever. Oh, gosh. It's a name. Cutting the head off the snake once and for all. Cardian broke through into groups of sub-assignments. Cardian. Cardian? Like Cardian jacket. Cardian. Cardian. Call him Cardian. Cardian. Okay, that works. <laughs> Instructing Tim to go with Angela. Gray waved them into his office. Why am I in on my day off for an operation that is going to be executed for a few weeks? Asked Tim as he flipped through the mission packet. Part two won't execute for a few weeks. Angela replied, we have to do this. We have to do part one first. Wait. Tim Glint. You said you weren't even. I said I was going to take odd. Oh, well. Oh, well. Tim looked at her, glanced over at Gray, and looked at Angela again, waiting for context. Her eyebrow went up, and his heart sank as he realized why she called him in. You want me to go undercover with you, he said, sighing heavily. I'll do the heavy lifting on UC, says Angela. You'd primarily be doing recon. What would be our covers? Tim asked. I'll be filling in as a kindergarten teacher at the local school, she says. Mm-hmm. It's close to the location we think Slagona is using, so it gives us an excuse to be right nearby. You'll be playing my husband. Oh. You've just been honorably discharged from the army, Aww. and you're taking a few weeks before you start a corporate security position. You're, in a, you're a fitness nut, so you'll be running all over town staying in shape. And of keeping course. an eye army, on any... Army military... Military or fitness nuts. Yeah, I know. And keeping eyes on any telltale signs of Slagona's activities, mm-hmm. asked him, Why me, Angela? You know how I feel about you, see? I do, mm-hmm. she replied quietly. I know what it is to Isabel, how what happened ended your marriage. 
but this is huge, and there's no one else I trust more to have my back than you. This is optional, Sam, said Gray firmly. It's a big ass, but I also know what you're planning on taking the sergeant's exam. A good score from mine with your already excellent record, and this OP as a booster could go a long way to you getting better options. I'll just do it to have Angela's back, says Tim, not as a boost. And that's the real reason you're going to do well at the next level, says Gray with a nod. Get your affairs in order and pack up. You'll be heading out tonight. This chapter's so long with reference. Only chapter long. Mm, we yeah. ended up having to make a part two. Yeah. A few hours in, Alf was already going south. Tim mused as he drove. He glanced mm. over at Angela Trani. She finally managed to fall asleep after the fifth time they pulled over so she could puke her guts out, courtesy of food poisoning. Um, Ouch. Maybe it was Tim the having to pull over. Yeah. Maybe it was the tacos I had at lunch, she moaned. Or the... Mabalonian, whatever, beef for dinner, or the strawberries you picked up from the roadside vendor. Oh, the strawberries! <laughs> they finally enter town, and Tim pulled in a short-term rental bungalow they've up, they've obtained from the office. What's op. a bungalow? I have no idea. He managed to wake Angela enough to wrangle her, then her luggage inside. He helped her get to her room, waited while she changed into a t-shirt and sweats in her bathroom. He mm-hmm. winched in, he heard more red chain. What? Went a bit. Red chain. Oh, oh, I hate that. Yeah, my seven is up. As I'm eating cake. Yep, then helped her in a bit. I'll be fine in the morning. She slurred as he set a sports drink by her bed, hoping she'll be able to keep the electrolytes down later. I'll be alright for those kiddos. Tim knew there was no way in hell she would be. He turned the problem over in his mind as he walked to his room. They had to place someone in the school, and the school was close enough for the Slagonia's operation that there would be the ability to do some recon. With only one of them active for the time being would only mean one thing. He needed to go in as a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Blowing out a small breath, he grabbed his phone and dialed the best resource he got for support. Jenny, his sister, was a teacher. She could help him prepare. She picked up right away. He explained the situation. Oh, she I was selling for a moment. Sorry, the buttercream is sweet. I had hair on my mouth. I'm like, wait, who put hair on my buttercream? Oh, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> then burst into laughter. Oh, Tim, she said, once you managed to catch her breath, you are so screwed. They're six year How much trouble can they be? He asked, grumbling. Jenny um, you don't know, dip- Tim. Yeah. Trust me, I was with kindergarten and I was, you don't know. Jenny went into peels of lacquer again. There's a reason I teach fourth grade, she said. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat you alive. I called because I thought you'd have helpful advice, groused Tim. You want helpful advice? Jenny chuckled. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You back. don't want to turn your back on it. Keep waiting, I'll be back. Gee, thanks, Tim muttered. He managed to get some guidance out of her. Age typical arts and crafts activities, he needs to read to them. Likely there'd be an afternoon nap. It's for the kids, not you. She un helpfully clarified. At snack time. Sounds like working with some rookies I've trained, he said. You absolutely need to call me tomorrow and tell me how it went, said Jenny. I'll have it'll have gone just fine, said Tim. He ignored her snort. How are Greg and the kids? They talked about Jenny's family for a bit then said goodnight. As Tim settled in to get some sleep, he heard a thump from Angela's room, followed by the sounds of more retching and a flush. I've got your back, Tim murmured at the ceiling. We're gonna only... Big time. <sighs> I don't like you. What? You just drowned vanity. Thank you, good How did I drown your energy? Yeah, I had to read all. I had to read all that. That's where Tim put him. Good to know. Sure. What, you finish? Yeah. Okay. I was like, and why do you think I went to go get you that? So I one fell on the ground I thought was going to burst open. Okay. 
Now, good to know where Tim hid those. I'm catching my breath. Who cares? Okay. Start notes. Oh, wait, sorry. We weren't going to read those. Okay. Chapter 2. Summary. Tim has his first day of school. It goes as expected, but he gets to meet the teacher across the hall. Hmm. <clears throat> as Tim has suspected, while Angel was doing better in the morning, it wasn't much. Yeah. You can't be serious, she said, gazing at him in disbelief. After he'd explained his plan to take over as the teacher, you have zero qualifications for this, Bradford. Let's call the principal and defer a couple of days. We can't afford a couple of days, he said, sl- slipping his sports coat on over his button-down watch shirt. Oh, he's wearing a suit. Dude, that's a bad idea. But sixth grader? Or <laughs> six old? Yeah, that's a bad idea. Tim, you just signed up for a death wish. You need, in a white shirt, never no. wear white. <laughs> you need to stay in bed and recover, so that means I need to step in. They're going to eat you alive, groaned Angela, dropping, dropping her head back onto her pillow. Tim whistled at hearing Jenny's lack of confidence in him echoed in his head. It echoed by his best friend. Not his head, his best friend. Hmm. I can handle a bunch of little kids, he muttered. Hmm. Famous last words, said Angela. Babysitting your sister's kids does not prep you for what you're about to face. No, it doesn't. Hmm. I will be fine, he said firmly. If you're feeling better later, you can start a recon. Hmm. Dear God, when did you become an optimist, Bradford, she asked. I'll see you when you get back. Hmm. <clears throat> Tim got to the school early to introduce himself to the principal, James Murray. Hmm. The operational perimeters had required that Murray had bought, be brought into the loop so they could replace the actual teacher with an undercover officer. The first challenge Tim had to navigate was the switch out. I was expecting an Angela Lopez, said Murray, looking quiz- quizzically, quizzingly. Fair. Right, Tim. We had to make an adjustment in personal assignments, said Tim. You also have teaching credentials, asked Murray. I'm absolutely qualified to handle this situation, Tim replied, projecting as much confidence in his voice as possible. <laughs> uh-huh, said Murray. I'm asking because I was expected from Nell Forrester, who has over seven years of experience specifically dealing with kindergarten, to help support a police action I don't fully understand. I used to teach kindergarten myself, Officer Bradford. It's no joke. It's <laughs> no joke. <laughs> no. I understand that, sir, Tim replied. Is there any chance the kids will be in danger? This is strictly a recon operation, so Tim said firmly. Any action would take place away from the school. I can't tell you more than that. Look, I need to be honest with you, said Murray. I haven't had the best experience with cops. This is a big leap of faith for me. The second I get a sense that the kids could be in danger, I'm pulling the plug and your, su- your superiors can yell and scream all they want. I'm prepared to lose my job over it. I'd never put the kids in any danger, said Tim. If it looked like they were, I'd pull the plug myself. No one will hurt them on my watch. You have my word. Dad, Tim. <laughs> Tim thought back to his own childhood with an abusive father. How as a boy he tried to protect his mother and he barely managed to protect Jenny. Yeah. He realized something must have shown on his face. Murray tilted his head slightly, considering him, then nodding. I believe that's true, said the principal. He looked at Tim for another beat, then continued talking. As agreed, I'm the only one on the staff who's aware you're undercover. I'll introduce you to our assistant principal and get you into your classroom. We can check in at the end of the day and see how things went and see what you need. The men shook hands and Tim followed Murray into the main office. Tim, this is Chris Sanford, assistant principal. Well, Chris is an assistant principal. 
said Molly. Chris, meet Tim Bradford. He'll be subbing for Neil for Neil. No, no, no. Well, she's out. Welcome, Tim, said Chris. I'm fun now available. It's a school procedure or resource issue. Chris can help you out, said Molly. Let's head down to the classroom. Tim followed Molly and Sanford down the hall. Reading between the lines, Molly was telling Tim to come to him directly if it was an operation-related issue and run actual school-related things through Chris. Tim's estimation of Molly went up. Assuming other teachers were taking that approach, doing the same would keep Tim's cover. As they passed a classroom with a flashy, a fla- as they passed a classroom, a flashy yellow caught Tim's eye. Turning his head and looking through a door of room six, he saw the back of a woman in a yellow sundress as she was mid-spin. Her wavy hair streamed behind her, curving to flow her, follow her motion. She spun to a step, spun to a, spun to a stop facing him as she smiled toward the desk toward her. Tim stopped, fascinated. Oh, man, you are not supposed to be gazing at other people. You are supposed to be, hey, get in your own room. Her eyes flickered upwards and her gaze met his through the glass in the door. She quirked her Cupid's brow and mouth, Cupid's brow mouth into a half smile. He started to smile back. Then she winked at him. Startled, Tim blinked. He felt his neck flush as he raised his hand in greeting. He saw her lips pull into an amused smile. He remembered he was supposed to be following Murray and dropped his hand and turned away, walking quickly down the hall. Murray stopped in front of double doors. A bright hand-painted banner hanging above around, announcing as room five. Murray pushed, up, pushed them open. Good morning, children, he said kindly. <laughs> but Tim could hear the un- underlying firmness in Murray's voice. The kids all raced to the club and looked up. Good morning, Principal James. About 16 voices. 16. Okay, uh, at, okay, at least it's not like 20 or 25. I've seen 25 kids in a kindergarten classroom. It's uh-huh. I'm excited to introduce you to Mr. Tim, said Mary. Let's give him a big good morning. Good morning, Mr. Tim! Aww. The high voices said. The curious eyes peering at him made Tim want to squirm a bit, but he had still. Mr. Tim is going to be a teacher while Miss Nell is away on her vacation, Mary continued. So I'd like you to listen to him carefully like you would listen to Miss Nell. Yes, Principal James, said the voices. All right, children, have a great day, said Murray. Turning to Tim, he lowered his voice and added, Good luck. He turned and walked out. Bye, kids, said Chris, smiling and raising his hand in a wave. The kids looked at him blankly. They don't like Chris. Just a blank stare. No, imagine you're, you're Chris. You're like, bye, kids. And then, and then, this is the look you get. What's up, sir? Chris kept the smile but dropped his hand, giving the kids a confused look. (laughs) He's confused. (laughs) He gave Tim a thumbs up, turned follow Murray, closing the door behind him. Tim found 16 pairs of eyes laser focused on him. So he gave Tim in this moment. I would get so much anxiety. I'd be like, I'd be like, nah, bro, I'm not even. Hi, kids, he said, glancing back between them. I Mr. Tim. Principal James said that already, observed a girl in coverall. Sassy? Yes. Right, said Tim. Well, I'd like to get to know all of your names. Let's go around in the circle. We're not in a circle, said a boy on the other side of the group. It's a blob. Accuse. Ha- accuse. It has a middle. 
The kids all stood, nodding their heads in agreement. Good job, said Tim slowly. You you just passed your first Mr. Tim test. Ah, <laughs> uh, test, shrieked the girl on the phone. That's for first grader. The children all started chattering away in agreement, and Tim waved his arms to get their attention. Okay, let's just all make the blob into a nice circle, then we'll do names. The kids made... The kids... I cannot English right now. The kids managed to get into something that best suggested a winding ribbon, but Tim was prepared to take it. He sat on one of the desks, a flash of worry hitting him about whether it should hold his weight just as he settled. It held his... It, it held his first winter day, he thought. English? I'm just reading what's on the page. <laughs> Are you going to serenade us now? What? Are you serenading the oh, podcast? I don't know what I'm <sighs> Some chapters are longer than others. So. <laughs> I know. It took forever to get around all their names, courtesy of the one million questions the Kim seemed to have. What's your favorite color, Mr. Tim? Asked Ralph. Yellow. Do you ha- do you like rainy days or sunny days better, Mister Tim? Asked Kwame. Sunny. <laughs> oh God. Is Miss Nell dead? Asked Maria. What? No. Oh, we love Maria. Is she coming back? Asked Maria. Yes, said Tim. She's just on vacation. Do Do you have a special friend, Mister Tim? Wait, I'm gonna say that in the Kangon book. Do you have a special friend, Mister Tim? Oh. Asked Casey. Do I? A special friend with you, Casey. My daddy and mommy are divorced, so I get two birthdays and two Christmases. Daddy has a special friend, and maybe he will get married to her. Special, said Tim. Special friend. And no, I don't have one. Oh, said Casey. Do you have a divorce? Let's do an art project, said Tim. Who likes to paint? We do! Oh. <laughs> sixth grade. Six year old. I keep saying six grade. Six year olds. Tim remembered some advice from Jenny and got the kids to tape butcher butcher block paper down on their desks. After which, he got out paints and brushes and letter-sized pieces of paper. Paint whatever you want to, kid, said Tim. Tim, that's your first mistake. Don't tell them to paint whatever they want. They will make a mess. They will paint the walls and the carpets. They will. (laughs) And you. Especially you. Yeah. Oh, they will definitely target you. (laughs) They they will. (laughs) He felt something tugging on his pant leg and looked down. Mr. Tim whispered the little girl in the coveralls. Tim laughed his way. What's up, Kelly? (gasps) Kelly! 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 Yes, I need to pee. (laughs) She whispered, I need to pee. You. That's me. I'm Kelly. I need to pee. You can go and pee, said Tim. I'm scared to go by myself, Mr. Tim. She whispered urgently. I might get lost coming back. Uh, okay, said Tim. He walked Kelly to the door and tried to remember which way the kids' bathrooms were. He heard a squeak behind him and turned around. Two kids had red noses, one had green, two had yellow. He could sense the mayhem about to unleash itself. They painted themselves! Oh, that paint's gonna itch. Oh, Mr. Tim warned Kelly in desperation, bouncing. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. He was screwed either way, he realized. He just had to try to minimize the damage. Tim opened the door and tucked Kelly out with a stay right here. He shot across the hall and knocked gently on the door to room six. The children inside were calmly drawing at their desks, and the teacher was calmly sitting at her desk, head and pen and some papers. 
She looked up, and Tim felt the same flush go up the back of his neck. He could hear the voices going through the door, murmuring something to the kids. Then she got up and came out of the classroom. I need help, he blurted out. She looked at Kelly and raised an eyebrow at the increasing noise levels of Moon 5. Oh, God. They would get a noise complaint. <laughs> I'll take Kelly to the bathroom, she said. We'll be right back. Thanks, said Tim. He practically flew back into the classroom, only to see every child with a different colored nose. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I'm going to put paint on your nose. Oh, that's just so funny. As long as you can get in the tongue. <laughs> oh, the one. tongue. I forgot about that. Look, Mr. Tim, cried Ralph, happily pointing at the yellow stripe in the middle of his face. My nose is your favorite color. Tim had just organized the nose-washing line when the door opened to let Kelly back in the room. Before he could utter a word, she went to, to a desk, painted a red stripe down her nose, and got in line. He heard a small noise from the door. Looking over, he saw the teacher from across the hall smiling at him sympathetically. Even as she bit her lower lip, appearing to try and contain a laugh, she gave him a gentle wave and let the door slip closed. Who was watching her kids? Well, I mean, they're probably well behaved. <laughs> they don't have Tim telling them to do whatever the hell you want. I'm sorry, he got all the kids cleaned up just in time for lunch. <laughs> then they went out to the playground for 30 minutes. Then it was time. Then it was back inside for a drink, and Tim read a book until it was nap time. He staunched through the whole nap period. Then it was music time. Tim put on a CD with endless short songs about animals on the farm and their various noises and activities and let the kids dance around the classroom. Finally, it was the end of the day and he was helping with zippers and jacket jacket claps and lunch boxes and watching the kids stream out of the room. He slumped back down onto the small desk. Are you okay, Mr. Tim? asked Maria on her way no, out. No. <laughs> I have a headache, he replied. Oh, uh, I bet it's brain cancer, said Maria. See you tomorrow, Mr. Tim, unless you die like my hamster. <laughs> unless you die like my hamster. Well, I'm going to be dead like your hamster, man. Tim honestly wasn't sure how long he sat on the desk before someone came in the room. As he turned his head to head, two mini bar-sized bottles entered his field of view. One whiskey, one tequila. What are you, whiskey tequila girl? Tequila. I know that's stereotypical. I know, I know. I, I'm, I, I, I think, I'm a tequila. I think I may be both a whiskey and a tequila girl. Yeah, whiskey burns. I know. A whiskey burns more. He, he plucked the whiskey from the offering hand and looked up into the eyes of the yellow quiet teacher from across the hall. Perfect, she said, nodding at the small bottle of whiskey. I'm a tequila girl. Tim Bradford, right? She settled down under the desk next to him, looking over, looking over expectantly. He nodded. You keep booze in your classroom? He asked, swearing the wood and drowning the shot. No, she replied. In my purse. I heard no substitute was starting today, so I came prepared. Tim laughed ruefully. Apparently, I didn't, he said. I'm Lucy Chin, she said. Want to grab a coffee and talk about it? Yeah, replied Tim. I really would. Lucy grinned at Tim, twisted the top off her tequila bottle, and did her own shot. Let's clean up your classroom, and I'll show you where the best coffee in town is. You ready to read chapter three? Give my voice a break for a minute. Yeah. Okay, let me do something else real quick. <clears throat> I mean, we had drinks, so. 
Are you okay back there? My boyfriend watches this shit, and I have to suffer with it. I have to suffer with him telling me the plot line, but it's so funny. Okay. Here you go. Is it weird how the last time I spent the night here I didn't have a boyfriend? Read the summary. The summary? We can read the summary, just not the start notes. (gasps) Okay. Tim gets coffee with Lucy and shares the details of his no good, very bad day with Jenny and Angela. Day two does not go much better. Oh my god. Lucy might be able to help it end on a good note. Angela starts getting useful <laughs> intel for the case. Thank you again, says Tim, as they walk away from the coffee shop Lucy had recommended, each holding a cup in their hands. I think it would have been there for hours cleaning up if you hadn't helped. Neil keeps her supplies in odd places, says Lucy, with a chuckle. You might want to come in early tomorrow to explore. Here, let's walk along the waterfront. It's nice this time of day. Aww. Tim follows Lucy down a short set of one steps to a water path. waterfront path lines the various businesses on one side and an unobstructed view of the one on the other. Conveniently, this was one of the areas Tim had meant to recon. Since... Why do I always get the stupid name? What do you mean the stupid thing? Slagonas. Supposed to import export businesses nearby. How long have you been teaching? Asked him as he glanced around. This is my fourth year, Lucy said. I taught abroad for two years. Then I moved here. Really to house it for a friend for a while. A spot teaching second grade opened up. I met with James and he gave me a trial run with summer school. Covering multiple grades. I did something right because he offered me the job. How about you? I've taught in specialized environments for a few years, says Tim. My sister is a teacher, fourth grade. I like kids. I just think I may have un- over overestimated my abilities a bit when it comes to kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Family profession. I love this. Sorry. Okay. Family profession, huh? That says Lucy. Is, this- is your sister good? Yeah, Tim side, really good. That's always tricky. She says it's not supposed to be a competition, but with the family, sometimes it ends up that way. I'm supposed to call her tonight to let her know how it went. He said glumly. Lucy left. It was quickly becoming Tim's favorite sound. <clears throat> well, be honest with her, said Lucy. She might give away some trade secrets out of pity, and when you find your rhythm, it'll be that much more satisfying to tell her about it. True, Tim told the couple. If she shares anything good, I'll pass it along. I'd appreciate that, Lucy said, smiling. Did you have any other person? <laughs> Profession before teaching. Military, he said, two two tours. 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 Did you train other soldiers? She asked. I led a squad, so in a manner of speaking, I did. Aww. Tim, Tim, they walked. I want to leave the squad. No, I don't. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't want to leave the squad. That seems like too much work. They walked quietly for a bit at first. Tim worried that Lucy would put off by his background, but when she played story, she just looked thoughtful. This may sound odd, she said, slowly, but I actually think you can translate your leadership skills into something that'll work for the kids. I mean, use what you know and just give it to them. Give it, give it some thought. I will, said Tim. I need to get back to Lucy. I'll be, I have some spelling tests to grade. Do you want to come back with Wait, me? Wait, I thought, I thought they didn't do tests till the first grade. I don't know. Clear your head a bit more. She teaches fourth grade. No, Lucy's kindergarten. His sister's fourth grade. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I need the walk here, but I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Me too, shout out to Grant. I should warn you that I'm 
that I'm out of purse booze now, though. And I appreciate you keeping that special delivery between us. I really shouldn't have brought it on campus. Brought what on campus? As Tim little smile. Lucy smiled in bitter lip, drawing his eyes down to her mouth. Oh! He rubbed the back of his neck as he felt the flush crawl along it again and took in a slow brush to settle himself. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, too, she said softly. Have a good evening. With another quick smile, she turned lightly on her heel and headed back the way they came. Yellow sundress, flowing in hair, bouncing. Tim watched it for a solid minute before he forced himself to turn back around and concentrate on scanning the area. You want to know what specific spot he's probably looking at? No, I don't know. He sipped on his coffee as he walked, alternating between glancing at the various storefronts and the water. After a few minutes, he spotted an area where a small boat was docked right across from business with discreet signage reading ballot import export that's not discreet she went past the shirt windows walked for another 10 minutes then doubled back using the opportunity to get another look he continued past keeping his speed and attention casual and eventually heading back to the wind steps he made his way back to the school parking lot to collect his car unsure what whether she'd won it or not he picked up enough dinner for him and angel on the way back to the bungalow Oh, thank God I'm starving, says Angela as she walked in. I take you're feeling better, Tim asked as she made grabby hands at the bag. Me. Mm. I have seen so bad. Alright, well, we're gonna stop there so I can... Here we go. Continue. I take you're feeling better, Tim asked as she made grabby hands at the bag. A good night's sleep and I'll be all set to reply. How was today? Tim pulled out his phone and dialed Jenny. I'm telling the story exactly once, he muttered, putting the call on the speaker. As Tim, and, Tim and Angela ate dinner. He told them everything, excruciating, every excruciating detail about his day with the kids. Yeah. Jenny and Angela howled with laughter, unlike Lucy, offered no helpful tips whatsoever. You should be the one cleaning up the paint and reading the stories about bears to go shopping. Bears to go shopping? I don't know. At Angela, after she made one too many jokes about paint, whatever you want, kids. You know what that is You'll be back to chasing junkies and murderers in no time. She got back. Look, it's like another police situation. Walk in showing fear. You're dead. And those kids are scared. She's right, Tim, says Jenny. Is there another teacher at the school who can help you out? Yeah, I met the teacher from across the hall, she replied, trying to keep his tone neutral. She gave me a few thoughts. Angela shot a sharp look at him, but didn't say anything. Well, having a colleague to bounce ideas off of can help, said Jenny. I know you'll be busy with other work, but whatever time you can spend picking your brain will be worth it. On that note, you need to talk shop, says Angela. Got it, says Angie. Tim, take care of yourself. Angela's eating. I eat every day, muttered Tim as Angela cracked a huge <laughs> smile. His diet mm-hmm. is so his diet is so balanced. You could use it to make sh- make sure the pictures on your mm-hmm. wall are hanging perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. She snarked. Good to mm-hmm. talk to you, Jenny. You too, and and Angela. Call me anytime if you want to chat. Bye, Tim. She disconnected just as Tim opened his mouth to object to the chat system. <laughs> Angela smirked. So she said, "Tell me what recon you're able to do there." Mm-hmm. Tim filled around the waterproof. Waterfront layout and the shattered import export office you spotted. 
I didn't want to hang around longer since I didn't have a good excuse, he said. Makes sense, Andrew. I can start recon tomorrow while you're at school. Good thing it'll be Friday, it'll give us the weekend and get some follow-up and for you to recover, Mr. Tim. Shut up, Mr. Green. Shut up. Turn to gather up the remnants of the I've got it, says Angela, shooing him away and still smirking. We need to spend some time on the plane with Ma and then get some sleep, Mr. Tim. Tim rolled his eyes and stalked off to his room. That's it. Ever getting old, by the way. That's never, ever getting old, by the way. Angela called after him. Tim got ready for bed and sat on his notes app on his phone making a list. Find all supplies. Kids arrive. Alphabet practice. Shape. Teach them how to make Stay on circle. Ooh, lunch. Outside time. More than 30 minutes? Story. Nap. Art project. Not paint. Mm. Music time. Go home. Have kids. He looked at his plan. It was a good plan. The kids would learn things we had control of the class. So there's no, there'd be no screaming or big messages. Clean up afterwards. He checked the school grammar to make sure that Slavonia's plan was potentially observable from the ground and that he and Angela could plan out the next steps. It would totally work. Nope. The next morning, Tim put on a rugby shirt. He was hoping the pay would come off of his sports coat. And nope, sorry, buddy, it doesn't. Nope. And came in early to go through the classroom cabinets and sort out where Neil, Neil, no, Neil, Neil, no, 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 had stored everything. He glanced into Lucy's classroom, but to his disappointment, she was there. But after thirty minutes, Tim concluded that Neil's organization either didn't exist or only made sense to a certifiable genius. Or a certifiably insane person. He wondered briefly if being a kindergarten teacher for seven years was very insane. If he had another day like yesterday, he worried he might understand the system. He just closed the upper cabin door when the teacher, or when the classroom door opened and the kids started pouring in with calls of "Good morning, oh, Mr. Tim." Aww. He said good morning to each child by name Aww. as they put their jackets and backpacks away. After which they all joined the growing blob on the road. Since he'd been teaching them how to make a nice circle, he decided to live the blob for now. Okay, today we're going to learn about the alphabet, says Tim. We already know the alphabet, Mr. Tim, says Casey. We know the song, Carlos cried out. Let's sing it, yelled Kelly. Oh, that. Oh, With that, Kelly. 16 different voices started singing the alphabet song, slightly staggered, some mostly out of tune, and very loudly. Oh, Good job. And it's <laughs> like you need to know the rest. Good job, kids, says Tim, once the last one, Esme, had finished. Esme. Esme. I don't care. Whatever. He was betting his ears The one girl's name from Twilight. Yeah. He bet his ears to be reading for the rest of the day. Let's use the alphabet to come up with words for each letter. Oh, no. The shrieking of me convinced him that his ears were bleeding. That was not me. I I was just the quiet one. He decided he would never, ever ask that question of a six-year-old again. Don't. Gwen, he said, what's a word that starts with A? Apple, Gwen replied. Good job, Gwen. Gwen? Gwen, I can't read. Gwen, like Gwen's defining who Blake Shelton's wife. Yes, good connection. Yes, I think we're gonna say good connect. Yes, hey, that works too. Says Tim. Good boot. I'm a good what, boot. I'm yeah. a good boot. What's a word that starts with B? But yelled John. The kids dissolved in hysterics. Yes, a B word. Bananas. Yes. Let's move on to some other letters. What's a word for C? Cats. Carlos said happily. Yeah. Let's move on to some other letter. Oh, I just said that. That's the person that came to the Show it. Says to Carlos's face felt C. He asked for C. It's actually, it actually starts with K. Says Tim. 
same case sounded like, so sometimes they could trick you. A lot of the kids let out a fast made ooh. ooh. And Tim felt pleased with himself until he saw Carlos's face. It was <laughs> It was starting to come too small. I failed the booster Tim Carlos whimpered. We're not opposed to have tests until first grade tricked Mindy. Carlos distressed has sweeped through the classroom and the kids began to mutter about tests. Desperate to change the tone. Tim made eye contact with Rebecca, who seemed to stay tall. Quickly. Or, Rebecca, she said quickly. Can you pick a letter and a word? P is. Oh, God! P is for penis and V is for vagina, she said conversationally. Um, says Tim. My daddy's a gynecologist and he looks at vaginas for work. She continued calmly. I have a vagina. Oh, I have a penis because I'm a boy, said Ralph. Mr. Tim, you're a boy, so that means you no! have a for dog. No! Tim Damn, said quickly, who has a pet? Raise your hand if you have a pet. I have a pet. I Carlos happily raised his hand as most of the other kids did. <sighs> Carlo, what's your cat's name? Asked Tim. Tim managed to burn the next 45 minutes, asking the kids... Asking the kids talk about what kind of pets they have, the pets' names, they really helped them with the first letter of each name after stressing repeatedly that no one was going to get a Mr. Tim test. He had them move around and get in different groups depending on what type of pet they had and the type of pet they I wanted to get. When he sensed he'd exhausted the pet topics, he moved on. Everyone, please go to your desk. Now we're talk- going to talk about shapes. He opened a drawer that he discovered earlier and got out colored construction paper and safe scissors. He called them, I'm not saying that name. Kwame, Kate, Kwame. Wait, wait, I Right there! Kwame. Kwame and Heather to help clean everything out. (laughs) We're gonna draw shapes on the paper and then cut them out. He says, pick a circle, square, or triangle, draw carefully, then show me that you can cut your shape. Look at Tim, look at all this. Dude, my voice hurts so bad! I don't, I know how I feel! You know what? I used my voice a lot yesterday. You did more than use your voice yesterday. Hey! Watch that, Calvin! Finish reading! I'm going. Are you bleeding? I think. Wait, let me see. I mean, I'm already bleeding. Turn around. You're not bleeding, you're fine. I felt it. I mean, I am bleeding. Well, we don't need that much information. Finish reading! Tim looked over the shaky shapes the kids drew and said he'd say teaching them on how to make a circle on the road for another day. He signed off on each shape and had, and then had the kids cut them out very carefully. He helped them write the first letter of their name on the shape, then wrote their full, for, their first full name of them under the letter. Finally, it was time for lunch. The kids scattered happily to each other, to the pets, while Tim gathered up the discarded paper. He wolfed down half a sandwich for me. You're eating too fast, Mr. Timson. Mer- Maria. Maria. You're gonna choke and die? <laughs> You're eating too fast, you're gonna choke and die! <laughs> After lunch, she escorted the kid outside to play on the playground, thinking he'd at least try to stick with circle point. Tim grabbed a bunch of balls and had the kids look at how round they were. He tried to explain <laughs> the concept of diameter, but drew a blank stare. <laughs> and so Rebecca comment. What? Insert Rebecca comment about her dad. Screw it, he thought. He had them practice throwing the balls up in the air and catch them as they came down. It's your strength that makes the ball go up and gravity as well pulls the ball back down. Okay, make sure you tell Lucy that. 
Rudy was satisfied he thought taught them some science and had otherwise worn them out. They went back inside. He had them drink, get a drink, and pull out their sleeping mats. He read a book to them about shapes and colors, well, you and get they went sleeping down for mats a nap. and kind of I only got those in pre K. We got that? military cots. In pre K? Yeah, we got military cots. I forgot what we had. I thought we still. We had military cots. It was so bad. That's how. I, that's why I'm so used to them. I bet. I probably should go to the army since I'm used to sleeping on them. <laughs> but eh. I mean, army is <laughs> probably the biggest one out of them all. Army, Navy. Army oh. and Marines, there's the only, like, only few that use them. Yeah. Because they're the only ones that go to the field. Navy's yeah. on a boat. Coast Guard's on a boat. I mean. Air Force is in the air. Navy goes on the field sometimes with Marines. Yeah. Well, it depends on your job. He sat yeah. at the teacher's desk and put his own head down for a few minutes, relishing the relative quiet. Once he heard the kids stirring, he set the leftover paper around the... Wait, how do kids stir? Do they do... I think so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had a kid. I've never either. We're going to do a fun art project, Sim said. I want you to cut out some more small shapes from the paper and glue them to the blank side of your big shape. That's English. Yep. That's the side that doesn't have your name on it. Okay, that works. You'll be able to take the project home and put it on your refrigerator. The kids all worked happily for a while, and Tim started to relax. Things were a little messy with the glue, but it wasn't out of control. He could see at the end of the day inside, and he managed to avoid a disaster. Mr. Tim, I want my shape to have sparkles on it. No! Oh, God, no! Said Mindy. <laughs> you can do that, he said, looking at the tiny pieces of paper she cut along with the glue she'd spread all over her big shape. Yeah, I want sparkles on mine. Only sparkles. You'll have to work fast before the glue dries, though. Okay, says Mindy. Tim Ferry teaches her on music time since the kids were almost done. He printed out CD and put it on the player. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tim, I have my sparkles, says Mindy. <laughs> he turned Tim. on the CD and turned around. There was Mindy <laughs> holding a massive <laughs> oh, bag God. of glitter. Oh, God. Mindy, where did that come from? Asked Tim cautiously. Tim, you screwed up. The art things drawer Miss Nell Miss Neil has. Says Mindy, don't worry, I'll be fast. I'll use gravity. God, no! <laughs> no, 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 Don't use Mindy gravity. Mindy threw the bag up in the air like they were throwing the balls. The bag smacked in the ceiling beam and burst, showering down and covering both Mindy's project and Tim and Glitter. It's so sparkly now. She cried out in delight. Thanks, Mr. Tim. This is where we got the inspiration to cover Tim and Glitter. Yep. As Mindy shook off the excess glitter of her project, the other kids dumped, moved into boot, grabbed handfuls of glitter from the desk, and dump it on their projects too. Oh they God. shrieked with glee. Resigned, Tim let them go to the rug to <laughs> dance to the music while he dug out the plastic project sleeves he'd spotted in one of the nails drawers. He carefully deposited each child's project in the sleeve. At least he could spare the parents the paint of glitter all over the car. Okay. As he rubbed... If I was in Tim's class and I had glitter, I would pick up a handful of glitter and throw it at him. That would <laughs> hurt my eyes. As he rubbed at his hand, like, l- looked at his hand. Mr. Tim! <laughs> and looked at his hand, coming away, covering glitter. He despaired for the motor car... Motor pulled car. Okay. He and Angela were using. He'd never hear the end of it. Before he knew it, the bell rang and it was time to help the kids pack up. Have a great weekend, Tim managed as they filed out of the door. As he was helping Ralph tuck his project into his bag, he heard the door open again. 
Hi, Miss Lucy, says Ralph with a big smile. He pulled her, he smiled, his, he pulled his project out of his bag. Look what I made, it sparkles. That's very nice, Ralph, says Lucy, glancing at him and then the desk. Her eyes reflected equal parts amusement and sympathy as she took in the scene. Tim felt he crawl up the back of his neck, both in embarrassment and reaction to seeing Lucy. Hey, Mr. Tim, look, I'm gonna use gravity! Shepherd Watch. Today she was in a shut up, listen. Today she was in a light blue dress. Her hair was back in a bunch, showing off the curve of her neck. Every guy's favorite part of the neck. Yep. Right here. She purposely did that. Him, and though. tendrils of hair delicately framed her face. She spotted a tattoo on the side of her neck. And really wanted a closer look. <laughs> he tried to muster a smile for her, but like he managed more of a pathetic grimace. <laughs> we practiced the alphabet today, Ralph continued. The alphabet is very important to Lucy. Ralph stood very Ralph stood up very sure like he was about to make an announcement. Tim got a bad feeling. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, he's no. for being Ralph informed Lucy solemnly. I'm a boy and I have a beard. <laughs> Mr. Tim is a boy. <laughs> I think your parents are waiting for you, Ralph, says Tim. Miss Lucy is a girl, so what is she in? <laughs> and what happens when you make footsteps slow to a more reasonable beat. Tim turned back to him. I'm assuming Rebecca announced her dad's a gynecologist, she asked. Tim nodded. She's done at school assemblies, she said. Oh, Everyone, God. including the parents, take, take sit and strive. Fun that she worked it into a lesson about at the alphabet. the school assembly. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, said Tim wearily. It was really fun. He started to run his hand through his hair, then remembered he was a walking glitter bomb. Stop. <laughs> Come with me, said Lucy. Let's get you cleaned up, and then I'll help you in here. She took his hand and tugged him towards the door, feeling the exhaustion of the day hit him. Tim let her lead him down the hallway and around the corner. He tried not to think too hard about how much he liked the feeling of her smaller, soft hand in his. <clears throat> okay, can we, like, wrap up this chapter? Yeah. <laughs> There's a locker room with showers, she, she said. The school used to be a high school and it survived the refurbish. You can shake your hair out in the shower to get rid of the most of the glare. Maintenance can just send down the drain. 
Neo or some of the most, or some kind of environmentally friendly stuff, I suppose. <laughs> I came in early to go through the covers and drawers to Lucy. As said Tim, as Lucy pushed through the locker door open, I missed the glitter. How did I miss the glitter? Come over here, she said, pulling him into the shower area. Bend over and let's get this out of your heart. Then you can shake your shirt out. Tim bent down at the waist and ran his hands. Can you read the rest of it? Uh, where did you leave off? <coughs> the beginning of that paragraph. Where? The bending at the waist. Bending at the waist. Right there. Hold up, bending of the waist? Yeah. I don't see that. What do you mean you don't see that? Tim bent down at the oh. waist. And- he watches glitter. He watched glitter cascade down under the tiles below. He felt Lucy's hands brushing the short hair at the back of his neck. He had to suppress a shudder, a pleasure when her nails scraped softly against his skin. He was becoming keenly aware that she was a girl and he was a boy. <laughs> I think that's the best you're able to do without washing your hair, she said, giving his neck a final gentle swipe that made his stomach swoop. Why don't you take your shirt off and shake it out? I'll meet you back in the classroom. Thanks, he replied, hoping his voice sounded less breathless to her than it did to him. He watched, he, 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 he waited until he heard her open and close the door before he tugged at the bottom of his rugby shirt. He pulled it over his head and shook it out, watching as even more glitter made its way down. Gravity, he thought, rolling his eye. Eyes. <laughs> Tim has two eyes. <laughs> like his hair, his shirt would be a thorough wash. He suspected that he'd still be finding glitter after multiple washes, but the saw he tugged the shirt back on and chugged back down to the classroom. I am still finding glitter in all my clothes, and when I mess with glitter. <laughs> glitter don't come out! I don't mess with glitter. <laughs> Lucy had located a brush and dustpan. She already swept most of the glitter off the desks. Tim saw she retrieved a spray bottle with surface cleaner and some rags, so he followed behind wiping the desks down. Maintenance will vacuum later today and get everything off the floor. Yeah, gravity happened. <laughs> she says she carefully dumped the glitter into the trash can. They're used to it, especially in this room. <coughs> I'm glad. I'm a little worried they're going to take it, take out, take out a hit on me," said Tim. Lucy laughed. She put away the dustpan and handed him his backpack and picked up her own. Believe me, they've seen much worse," she said as they headed into the hallway and toward the front door. At least it's Friday. Do you have weekend plans? Do I? Do you reckon catch a drug deal with that, Tim? Get to know the area a little bit better, he said out loud. As they were walking past the managed office, Tim saw Sanford standing outside, adjusting a network on the board. Do you want to start tonight? Lucy asked Astrid's on Main Street is a fun place for dinner. I like Astrid, said Sanford. They glanced at him. Lucy gave him a small mind. They kept walking. They have good burgers and live music on Friday night, said Lucy. We can talk more about lesson plans. I can answer any questions you have about the town. That would be great, said Tim, but I should probably go home and take care of first to de-glitter. <clears throat> Why don't we meet there, Lucy suggested as they go to his car. I'll call and get a table. We'll have him work. Yeah, thanks, said Tim. I'll see you in a few hours. See you then, she said with a smile. His stomach flipped again. He watched her walk to her car. She turned and gave him a wave before she got in. He waved back and watched as... Watched her drive out of the lot as she got behind the wheel and started his car. As he headed home, he tried not to decide what he tried to decide what Angela was going to have a field day with first. Most, most, Mister Tim, the human glitter bomb, or his crush on Lucy that she, in, in, eventually pick up on. 
A short while later, Tim arrived back at the bungalow. He was starting to think walking to work would give him a good opportunity to keep an eye on the Salonga activities and keep up on his fitness routine. So how was day two, Angel asked as he walked in. Wait, is that glitter on your shirt? Kindergarten was a fail, he announced. He headed straight for the shower. Angel's laughter floating after him. Once he'd done his best to get the glitter out of his hair and off his skin, he put the fresh clothes on and went back up to compare notes with Angela. I walked around most of the day, mostly taking note of this. She said, not a lot of direct engagement since we had swapped, had swapped worlds. We should probably visit that. So I agree, said Tim. We able to get by waterfront? I was. The input-export place was open. She said, I managed to get some pictures of the people going in and out while I was taking selfies of myself in front of the water. I sent them through. We should get information about who they are soon. I was thinking we'd take some tonight. We'll reveal our cousins we can rely on how we can handle the next steps. I actually made some plans tonight, said Tim. I'm meeting up with one of the teachers to get classroom advice and learn how about the town. Angela nailed her eyes slightly. Would this be the teacher from across the hall? Yes. Who gave you some tips yesterday? Yes. Are you going out to dinner with her? Yes. Did you purposely select the blue button-down shirt that I told you last month made your eyes look nice? Stop it. We totally we told need to redo our cover, said Angela. No way I can be a wife now. I will not tolerate my pretend husband cheating on me. We're done now. I'm leaving. I'll order pizza, and I'm thinking maybe I won't wait up. Tim rolled his eyes and walked out the door, feeling Angela's smirk behind every step. Bye, Mr. Tim, she called out. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Okay, we'll pick up on Chapter 4 later. But, okay, um... Is this picture the guy? Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's probably a one ounce thing of glitter. Look at that thing. It's probably that, yeah. Okay. It's still tasting. What is it? You're probably gonna hit me with a bit. Oh, look. Ace's tongue. When I tell you that dude lodges it to the back of my throat whenever he gets the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. I'm not well, joking. Well, well. Thanks for that info. Um, we got through three chapters. We'll get through some more. And my throat hurts. Get through some more later. Yeah, when our throats recover.